Uh, my name is Corey Burkhead, um, and this is my church, and I love you guys so much, and I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be getting to speak to you guys this morning. And as Pastor Jason said, and if you weren't here last week, Meredith and I and Penelope and Tebow, uh, we are in a huge transition in our lives. Um, I've been here at this church uh, for four years, on staff for three years and a few months, and now we have came to a point of transition in our lives. And this all started, really, this whole thing, everything started probably uh, maybe seven years ago. Uh, my pastor asked me to be the middle school uh, ministry leader pastor for the youth at my last church. And I did it. And that was a huge step for me, very scary. I actually said no, then said yes, and then, you know, I fell in love with it. And then when I came here... Uh, I thought to myself, you know what, I am a full-time student, I'm a part-time supervisor, I don't have time for anything else. Then they needed a youth pastor, like literally like a few months after we had been here, they came to me, I said no, then said yes, and then I did it. And then uh, shortly after that, uh, we were brought on staff in December of 2012. And we have enjoyed every minute of our time here. We've enjoyed every moment of ministry. We've enjoyed every student we've ever worked with, uh, any story we've ever heard from you guys, any words of encouragement we've ever had. And I want to thank you guys because you all have been so incredible throughout this whole thing. And, and now, especially through this transition, all the prayers and all the text messages and uh, Facebook messages that we've been receiving from you guys, it's just incredible. And we love you guys so much for it. Um, this whole thing, this whole transition really came about um, probably about a year ago. I felt very much that, I felt very much that uh, God had put it on my heart. He was saying, Corey, listen, it's time. I, I have something else for you that I want you to do. And that terrified me. Like, that really, really scared me. Um, because one, I didn't know what it was. And then two, I thought, like, this was it. Like, I thought, you know, I had found where I was going to retire from. I thought I found where I was going to be, you know, for the rest of my life and doing what I was doing. I had everything planned out. But as we all know, right, God plans our footsteps, not us. And the whole, this whole thing has taken a year for me to really finally find the courage inside of me to step out and make this decision. Um, it wasn't until probably about February, right after we had announced Hope City Church, the name change and the mission and the vision, which was even harder for us because we love everything that this church is about. We love everything that's going on here. But then I went to Jason and I said, Jason, I'm, this is what's going on in my heart. This is what's going on in my life right now. And this is the transition we need to make. And I was so scared. We were at Cracker Barrel. And uh, I didn't want to mess up his breakfast. Uh, I, I didn't want to ruin his day. And here's the incredible part. I didn't, in fact... Like, he just smiled at me, and he just encouraged me. And throughout this entire process, he's been there for me. We've been meeting. We've been praying. We've been reading together. We've been talking, texting, right and left, and it's just incredible. And I just want to thank you guys and Pastor Jason for all the support you guys have shown in this, in this time of transition. Transition is hard. It is scary. But if I'm being honest with you guys, I was coming into work so many times asking myself, what if? You know, what if I did this? What if I followed this dream that I believe God's placed on my heart? What if I went after this? Then I had all these other what ifs. <laughs> what if you fail? What if it's not right? What if you're hearing wrong? What if what you're dreaming is not really what God's dreaming for you? And so it took me a long time to figure and answer some of these questions, and I still don't have the answers to some of these questions, but I couldn't stop asking myself, what if? And that's what I want to talk to you guys today. The title of today's message is, what if? 
I, I believe that we live in a world where every single person unfortunately goes to work dreaming about what ifs. What if I had pursued this other career? What if I got up and left right now to go chase my dream? I believe we have what ifs at home. What if I started over with my kids? What if I started doing things differently? What if I tried to raise them right now to know God? Maybe you moved into a new neighborhood and you're thinking to yourself, you know, what if, what if you know, I'm supposed to invite my neighbors to church? But then again, what if they say no? Right? Maybe you're, maybe you're someone who's been dating another person for a long time and you think, man, what if I propose to them? But then again, what if they say no? Or what if they say not right now? Or, or you know, what, what will my friends or family think? Real quick, just to answer that, who cares, really? Like, I, I, I remember I asked uh, Meredith out probably about, I don't know, 15 times before she finally said yes on July 27, 2008. Um, I, I, I remember I, I was so scared. Right? I remember thinking to myself, you know, here's a girl, uh, she's in my youth group, she's way out of my league, I do not deserve her, she knows I like Star Wars, I don't know what she's going to say to that, she's going to have to turn a blind eye, I guess, you know, but like, you know, and I remember I asked her out and she said no, and I was like, oh man, that stinks, uh, but I didn't care, I kept asking her out because I remember thinking to myself, what if she finally says yes? <laughs> and she, I think, probably said, what if he never stops? Um, and so I just kept chasing her. And like I chased her, I, I got to chase this dream that I believe God's placed in my heart. I have to chase it. I can't sit by anymore thinking about all the what if bad things that could happen. I'm at a point in my life where I'm thinking about what if I succeed? What if this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing? What if what God has ahead of me is more than I could ever imagine? What if the success he has coming towards me or what if the miracles he has coming towards me is greater than the, the scary situations or the failures or the stumbles I'm imagining my, in my head. We all live in that, though, I believe. I, I think we all have tons of what-ifs. I mentioned a few earlier. You know, maybe, maybe you thought to yourself, you know, what if I came to church? Maybe you're first, second, third-time guest, and, and you're just thinking to yourself, man, I'm, I'm really nervous today. I haven't been to church in a long time. The last church I was at hurt me. I got judged. I had this or that said about me. Or I don't know. Maybe you've never been to church at all. And you're thinking today, you know, what if I've got questions? That's fine. Everyone here has what ifs. But the thing I want to try and encourage you today is to look at the what ifs of positivity instead of the what ifs of negativity. We can sit around and think to ourselves, you know, what if I do fail? What if I don't succeed all the time? We can sit down and think, you know, what if people reject me? What if the coworkers, you know, hear about me inviting that person to church and they start, you know, what, making jokes or questioning about the Bible or, or whatever, question me? What if? Maybe you've worked your entire life and you feel like now is the time for you to be a stay-at-home mom or dad and you're scared. What if, what if my friends judge me? What if they think that, you know what, I don't want to support my family by, you know, being a stay-at-home mom? Or maybe it's the exact opposite. Maybe you've been a stay-at-home mom or dad, and you want to go back to work, and you're scared. What if people think I don't love my kids that much? But it's my dream to pursue this career. It's my dream to go back to school. What if it's moving away? Maybe your dream is, what if I move away? What will people think? What will my family do? I know we, you know, I know all of our family is here, but I believe it's our dream, my dream, to, to move to this location, to pursue this career, to live this life. 
We have what ifs all the time and we're living with them day in and day out. And they, here's the awesome part. They inspire us like this video does. This video, when I saw it, man, it was so awesome. It's so encouraging, right? We get excited, we see it, and then we scroll along Facebook and we kind of forget about it. And then we're reminded of all the what ifs. What if things go wrong instead though? It wasn't until this year, like I was saying, that I finally decided to chase this dream of mine. And it took, me, it took me a long time. It took me a long, long time to get the courage to do it. But I remember it was the start of the year. Literally, I, I think it was either the last day in December or the first day in January. I was taking a shower, and I remember this scripture, this story came into my mind. And I want to share this story with you today. All right? It says this in Matthew 14, 22. This is where we're going to be reading from. And this story is the very thing that came to my mind. And this is the story that inspired me, and I'm hoping that it will inspire you. In this story, just so that way you know what's going on, Jesus and his disciples, they've been doing ministry for a while. They've been going around, they've been serving, they've been doing exactly what they've been called to do. The disciples have followed Jesus, followed all of his instructions. He just got done feeding the 5,000, in fact. And it says this in 22, Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, It's a ghost! But Jesus spoke to them at once, Don't be afraid. Look to the person to your left and tell them, Don't be afraid. Look to the person to your right and say, don't be afraid louder, because I didn't hear you when you looked to the left. There you go. There you go. Don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you, walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves... He was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? Today, I want to talk to you about your what if. I want to talk to you about your dreams. I want to talk to you about the thing that's scaring you most in life right now, that you know God is calling, that God has placed on your heart to do. But we're just scared. We're just too scared to do it. We're scared of what people will think. We're scared of what people will say. We're scared of, you know what, we're scared to even talk about it out loud to our spouse or to our loved ones, aren't we? But we know like it, it haunts us at night. We dream about it at night. We think about it every single day. We see it when we walk into the office. We see that person that we know God is calling us to invite to a service. We, we see it when we look at our, at our monthly budget, our, our, the way we spend our money. We see it because, you know what, we think, what if I did start tithing? What if I went through FPU? We see it in our family members, a family member. Maybe they are struggling with addiction, and you're thinking to yourself, man, what if I invited them to a recovery group on a Friday night? but we're haunted by what ifs. What if they reject me? What if they get mad at me? What if they think I'm judging them? What if they think that I'm coming at them too hard? What if I, you know, what if I say something wrong? What if I do try to, you know, spend my money the way God wants me to spend my money, but things don't turn out the way I thought they would? 
We're haunted by what ifs. We do. I mean, that's that's the problem. But today, I want to encourage you because I want to ask you this. What if you're wrong? What if those fears never even happen? And what if you make the greatest decision of your life? What if you see a miracle? What if you be the miracle? What if you were to witness the greatest thing ever because you made the choice to step out and chase something that you know God's put on your heart? I thought about that the entire time Meredith and I have been making, Meredith and I have been making this decision. What ifs haunted me every day? What if this isn't the right thing? What if this isn't what I'm supposed to do? You know, right there, Peter even said, Peter said, if it's really you, I mean, let me know. They said it looked like a ghost. Sometimes you ask yourself, you know, is that really what God wants me to do? I don't know. I don't really know because it's not so clear to me. It doesn't really make, it doesn't make too much sense to me. I don't, I don't know if that's really what he's wanting me to do. Listen, only you can answer that question. But I'm going to give you a little tip. Most of the time, the thing that scares me most to do is exactly what I need to do. It's an unfortunate truth. It scared me when, when we switched churches. It scared me when I volunteered to you know, be the youth pastor here. It scared me when I was brought on staff. Don't get me wrong, I was excited about all of it, but it scared me. But I wouldn't change any of it. Because it all led to something great, something new, something miraculous. I've gotten to hear so many of your all stories, and I'm so thankful that I've gotten to be a part of, of you know, River City and the transformation of it becoming Hope City. I'm so excited that, you know what, I get to say that that was a part of my story, but now the scary part is, you know, the story isn't going as I, had, as I had thought. You know, as I said earlier, the Lord plans our steps. I thought I was going to retire here, but God placed this dream on my heart, and it was so scary that I knew instantly it's probably what I'm going to have to do. It doesn't make sense. It's not practical. It might not even be realistic, but I know it's what I have to do. I think about Peter. I think about when I read this story, how much courage it took him to step out of that boat. I believe we all wish we could have that same kind of courage. I, wish we, I, I believe we all wish we could, you know what, walk into work one day and say, hey, I'm changing my career instead of I'm, I'm pursuing a dream. I believe that we all wish that, you know, we could walk into our house and, you know what, say, you know what, what if, what if we did go to counseling? What miracle would God do in our marriage? What if I did start trying to talk to my kids about knowing God? What miracles would happen in their lives? What ifs can lead to some amazing things? And I want to encourage you today because I believe, again, that we all have a what if. But it can, we can look at it two different ways. We need to look at it as what if something bad happens or what if something great happens? I want to encourage you today to look at it as what if something amazing happens. There's three things that I've learned that I had to do in order to chase this dream of mine, to make this transition. The first thing was this. I have to stop making excuses as to why I shouldn't step out of the boat. I have to stop making excuses as to why I shouldn't step out of this boat. I could have stayed here at Hope City Church for 30 years. Could have paid the bills. Could have spoken to you guys, you know, whenever, not whenever, but whenever Jason let me, you know, could have led the youth, right? And that would have been awesome, but I knew in my heart that that's not what I was supposed to do, and it wouldn't have been fair to me, to you, or to God, the dream that he has for me. I think about the disciples when they were on that boat. I think about how, you know what, 
It says that the, in verse 22, immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get into the boat. I wonder how many, how many of the disciples during the, you know, this storm, they're in the boat, right? And the storm's going on. And, and what happens is, is they see Jesus and Jesus says, step out of the boat. I wonder how many of them were like, no, you, you told us to be in the boat, remember? <laughs> right? It makes more sense to be in the boat, right? Like, that, that, we don't even know if that's you, Jesus, sorry. Right? It makes more sense to stay right here, right now. This is where we're comfortable. This is where things are okay. This is where there's not too many questions. This is where we don't have doubts haunting us. You know what? This is where we can be at and, you know what, not be bothered. But Peter was the one man in the boat who decided to listen to Jesus that day. And he heard Jesus calling out to him. And I think about the courage it took to step out of the boat. Courage does not mean you don't have fear. Courage means you act with fear. And when Peter stepped out of that boat, I think about all the thoughts that were going through his mind. What's going to happen? Where's my foot going to land? Am I going to sink? Am I going to swim? Will I really walk on water? We have to stop making excuses as to why we shouldn't step out of the boat. The second thing is, is I had to learn this. I, I needed to stop dwelling on the terrible things that could go wrong and focus on the miraculous things that could go right. So many of us, I mean, gosh, it's, we live our lives making decisions based on fear disguised as practicality. And the thing is, the thing is, is that we live our lives that way and it gets us nowhere except for where is com- what is comfortable. And Jesus, I, I just think about him. I think about how he's out there and he's begging us to step out. I think about how he said to Peter, he said, if you step out, you're going to walk on water with me. And Peter, when he took that step, I think about all the things that he thought about as soon as his foot touched that water. I mean, can you imagine? I need to stop dwelling on the terrible things that could go wrong. What could go wrong, right? We watch those videos like that and we get so inspired, we get so excited, but then as soon as it's done, we tell ourselves it's not practical, it's not realistic, we can't chase that dream. How are we going to pay the bills? How are we going to take care of ourselves? What will people think? What will people say? If I invite someone to come to church, are they going to think I'm like a Bible thumper or something, right? Like We think about all these things that could happen to us. And this whole process, by the way, of me talking to Jason, talking about my dreams, talking about my fears, I learned something about myself. I learned that I care way too much about what people think. I learned that I, I, my biggest fear is really what other people see, what people say, what people might think if I fail. But here's the thing is that I know my dream is bigger than that fear. And that's what you have to come to that realization. Is saving your marriage more important than your fear of going to counseling or confessing everything to your spouse? Is trying to spend money God's way, is that dream, is that idea, living in peace, greater than the fear of, you know what, I don't know, I'm scared to do that, I'm scared of, of trying it that way. After all these years, I, I just don't know. When the truth is, after all these years, you couldn't be in a worse place. The thing is, is I need to stop dwelling. We need to stop dwelling on the terrible things that could go wrong and focus on the miraculous things that could go right. Sometimes also, here's another issue that I've, I've come to realize is, you know, we unfortunately, even if we try to focus on these things, and if, even if we try to stop dwelling on the terrible things that could go wrong, sometimes we have people in our lives that, you know what, just try to remind us of that. 
And that's okay. That's understandable. They love us. They, they look out for us. They're worried about us. And I think about Peter, and I think about when he went to go step out of that boat. I wonder what the other disciples were saying. Peter, whoa, whoa, you can't even swim, man. <laughs> what are you doing, right? Peter, there's not, we don't have any life jackets. We left the rope. The rope got actually thrown overboard during the storm. What are you doing? Don't step out of the boat. It's not practical. It's not realistic. But Peter believed in the thing that Jesus was calling him to do so much that he was willing to step out of the boat and possibly even sink. But the thing was that he knew that where, where he was taking a step towards was closer to Jesus. The awesome part about it is, is I wondered then what the disciples thought as soon as they saw him walking on the water. I wonder what their what-ifs were. Man, what if we had followed him? What if we had done the same? What if we chased our dreams too? When Peter stepped out of that boat and he began to walk on the water, I just, I think that's incredible. I think that's absolutely amazing. And if, I'm being, if, I, if I can be honest with you guys, that's where I'm at right now. I'm chasing a dream. I'm, and I'm chasing something that I believe God has called me to do. I've stepped out of the boat and I am walking on water each and every day. And it's absolutely amazing. But this leads me to my third point. And, and, and here's this right here. It says, Jesus immediately, or I'm sorry, Peter went over to the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Can I be honest with you? There's moments where I feel like I'm sinking. There's moments at night where I'm thinking to myself, what if? And you begin to doubt and fear begins to creep in. And you begin to think, man, did I, did I do the wrong thing? And I wonder if Peter thought that too as he began to sink in the water. I wonder if as Peter began to sink into the water, I wondered, did he regret ever walking on the water with Jesus? Would he have rather had stayed in the boat? Jesus reached out to him immediately and grabbed a hold of him. My third point is this, I must prepare myself for distractions and know that Jesus will always be there to lend a hand. Meredith and I have been praying every single day, every single meal, every single night, every single morning about this whole transition, asking God for peace, asking God to provide, asking God to show us, you know, how, how he's going to do what he's called us to do. Because we don't have all the answers, but we have all the faith in him. And it's because of that that God has miraculously, I mean, he provides, whether it's through a phone call, whether it's through a message, whether it's through an email, whether it's through a conversation, God has provided in some sort of way. It's incredible what happens when we focus on him. But again, we have to prepare ourselves for, for distractions. Maybe you're scared of what people will think, like I am. Maybe you're scared of failing. Maybe you're scared of, you know what, letting your family down. Maybe you're scared of embarrassing yourself. The thing we have to remember is that Jesus is there with us. You know, the thing that I think, I like to think that Peter, maybe, maybe he had it all figured out, actually. Maybe he wasn't scared at all stepping out of the boat because he knew whether I sink or swim, I'm going to be closer to Jesus than any of those still in the boat. I think about that, and I think about his story. I think about, you know, how, how other people probably were thinking, man, you, you, well, he walked on water for a little bit, but he did sink. But Peter, the way he tells the story is, I walked on water with Jesus, and just as I began to sink, you know what? I was closest to him, and he reached out to me, and he pulled me out, and he taught me that day that I can always rely on him, that he will always be there to provide for me, that he will always be there to lend a hand. And that's the thing I wanna encourage you guys. Listen, maybe, maybe it is your dream to change a career. I don't know. Please don't go to work tomorrow and quit your jobs. But 
here's, here's, my, here's my encouragement for you guys, is I want you to, to really ask yourselves, what am I scared most of doing right now in life? What am I scared most of doing in life? Chances are is that that is exactly what you need to be doing right now. Chances are that's exactly what God wants you to be chasing after. So many of us, again, we, we live our lives though every single day instead, doing what's safe, what's comfortable, what we know, because it's easier that way. There's no risk. It doesn't require a lot of faith. But God doesn't want us to live that way. If you look at the men in the Bible, the men and the women in the Bible who, who have contributed to God's great grand story, each of them were required to make some sort of risk. Each of them were required to have some sort of uh, amount of faith. I think about Noah. I think about when God told him, I'm going to flood the entire earth and I want you to be the one to live. I want you and your family to be the one to build the ark and save all the animals. Sounds pretty crazy, doesn't it? I think about all the what ifs he might've had in the process of building the ark, right? He's probably hammering away and he's thinking, man, what if it doesn't even rain? What will my family think? What will my friends say? What if the animals don't even come? What if I finish this thing, the storm comes, but the animals never even show up? What if I'm not good enough to do this? Like Moses, when God told Moses to go speak to Pharaoh about letting his people go, Moses gave him every excuse as to why he couldn't. Uh, I don't talk good, I'm not a good speaker. What if he says no to me? All these things, right? The thing that we have to remember is that when we go to chase our dreams, we're going with Jesus. Jesus is going with us. He doesn't leave us, he doesn't forsake us. He guides us every step of the way. I wish I'd had this scripture, it just came to me. Just remember, I just remember the story of Moses. Moses is talking to God about all his fears and going to Pharaoh and him saying no. But then God tells Moses to, to pick up the stick on the ground that's a snake, grab the snake by the tail and Moses does it without any problem. Yeah, I'll pick up this, but I won't go talk to Pharaoh, I'm scared, right? Isn't it much more brave? Like, don't we feel more brave when we know God is here with us? Why is it that we feel like when we're gonna go chase the very thing that we believe he's called us to do that he's gonna leave us? No. He told Moses over and over, I'm going to be with you. I will be with you every step of the way. I'll be with you in the glorious moments. I'll be with you in the, in the terrible moments. I'll be with you when you're in the desert and you don't know how you're gonna eat. We don't, you don't know where you're gonna sleep. You don't where, know where you're gonna be at, at the end of the day, but I'm going to be with you. We all wish that we could live these incredible stories. And I believe that we want to, but we're just too scared. And we think that, you know what, before I can ever do that, I have to get over my fear. I wanna to read to you real quick this, this book written by Pastor Jason. It's in this chapter, it's called Against All Odds. It's an incredible, incredible book. And I'm totally spoiling it. Here's the end of this chapter. It says, am I the only one who thinks it's unfair how clearly God spoke to people in the Bible? Fingers writing on walls, prophets speaking on God's behalf, angels appearing. It's as if Morgan Freeman is narrating the whole story. God's commands feel so certain in the scriptures and so speculative, speculative in my life. Most of the time, I'm counting on a hunch or a feeling, assuring others God has spoken while convincing myself I'm not crazy. 
But certainty is not a fruit of the Spirit, and confidence is often a facade in the middle of obedience. Conjuring up the confidence to obey God when the only thing you have to go on is internal promptings is scary, but it's the, but it's the invitation of a lifetime. God told Noah to build a boat and he saved his family. He told Moses to raise his staff and the waters parted. He told Joshua to walk around the walls and the walls fell. He told Mary to carry a child and the world was saved. I can think of times in my own life when I attempted to obey God, hoping I wasn't crazy. There was the time I gave away my truck. Another time I stood in the shower and felt like God told me to start a 21 day fast that morning. I don't share these experiences to brag. The truth is I failed more than I faithed. In Major League Baseball, if you fail seven out of 10 times, you are a Hall of Famer. So why do we act? Why do we believe to act and fail is an indictment on God or ourselves? The truth is one brave act of obedience could define your life and lead you to places you never dreamed possible. Do it scared, do it afraid, do it when it doesn't make sense. Do it when it's not even practical. It, did, it made no sense for Peter to step out of the boat, but God told him to do it, and he did it. And he's the only one that gets to say, I walked on water with Jesus. I walked on water with Jesus. And when I sank, I was the closest one to him, and he pulled me out. What if today was the day you began to chase your dreams? What if today was the day you began to do the very thing that scares you most? And what if something miraculous happened? What if your story changed someone else's life? Let's pray.